Welcome to Cinema Hangover Podcast, where three completely unqualified individuals drink and talk about movies. My name is Shannon. I'm here with my co-hosts, Taylor and Oliver. Yo, yo! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Oh, synchronicity. And know, right? Oliver, what are we talking about today? Today we watched a very special movie. Mm-hmm. One, one... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, a, a historical movie, at the very least. Uh, Seven Samurai mm-hmm. by Akira Kurosawa. Yeah. And before I think we talk about that movie, let's, a uh, more important question perhaps, what are we drinking, Taylor? All right, so we uh, have two awesome drinks today. So the first one's going to be Plum Wine by, let's see if I can even pronounce this right, Haksu. <laughs> I've most likely butchered that in every way, shape, and form, and I am deeply sorry. But it's Plum Wine. <laughs> It's plum wine. That's and important. also, of course, because we're talking about Japanese movie, I did also bring some good old-fashioned sake. Yes. Ooh. Hopefully this is better than the last sake we had. Yes, that is the hope. <laughs> that, is the, that is the hope. Speaking of which, um, let's actually have a quick taste of this just to make sure. Okay, we'll yeah, so we have yeah. to taste it. We'll yeah. do we'll cheers. Cheers. Ooh, yeah, that's plum wine. sweet. Very sweet. Woo! Very sweet, but good it's stuff. good. Good stuff. We got one. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! All right. All right, Oliver, why don't you tell us about this movie today? Yeah, so uh, I'm going to give the 30,000-foot view of this movie because it is, I think we can probably all agree, pretty simple. Like, yeah. simple plot, at least. Yeah. It's basically mm-hmm. about a group of farmers that continuously get raided every year by raiders that are trying to steal their food and their money. Bandits. Bandits, yeah, that's the word they use, bandits. Uh, <clears throat> and so they, they don't have enough food this year, so they decide that they are going to hire samurai so they go into the into the village, the town, to hire seven samurai to help protect their village, and it's kind of what comes from all of that. Mm-hmm. And I would say at this point, just for the sake of the discussion, that if you haven't had the chance to check out the movie, definitely check it out. It's also been out for fifty seven. It's been out for <laughs> seventy years. So, so if right. you before we jump it, into anything, I just want to tell Taylor this because it's kind of funny. Yeah, I was yeah. like. Oliver, when was this movie made? And he's like, why don't you just guess? And I was just like, 1954. And he looked at me and he was like, how the yes. fuck And I was like, you you're kidding. Perfectly. And he's like, Holy no, I'm fuck. serious. And I was like, you're fucking with me. Like, it wasn't actually, there's no way I guessed 1954 and it was right. Damn. But sure enough, this movie was made in 1954 yeah. and somehow yeah. I guessed. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so it is quite literally almost 70 years old. Mm-hmm. So yeah. at this point, if you haven't seen it, you might not be super interested in watching it. Maybe this podcast will sway you to watch it. True. Maybe it won't. I don't know. But uh, there, it's just going to be riddled with spoilers. True, true. So, yeah, we're going to straighten the spoiler territory yeah. at this point. Now, one thing I do want to note, uh, just from the get-up, when I was getting ready to check out the movie and I had a chance to look at the runtime, when I found out this son of a bitch was three hours long, I was like, damn! It, it's, yeah, it's, I didn't think it was three hours long. I don't know why, but I Googled it, and it said two hours and it, 38 minutes, which it is, is not it's, correct. It's so. three hours, um, and I, we'll get into our opinions of the movie later on, but it's three hours, and I think it's it's a felt three hours. Like, it, it does yeah. at times feel like... <clears throat> oh, it did. Like, <laughs> it probably depends on your level of investment into it, I think. Right. Yeah. But it, it, it does feel long, the nice thing is, and I kind of wish more movies did this, there is an intermission in the middle. Yeah, I, like, yeah. I kind of think that that's a cool thing that I wish more movies did. There was just like a small gap in between, depending on the movie. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about intermissions. Like, it's mm. nice to like... For a long movie like this. I guess it's, it's nice for me to be like, oh, Oliver, go fill up my wine, because he won't do that in the middle of a movie. <laughs> I have to have an intermission for him to want to do that. Fair point. That's um, true. <laughs> but I almost feel like... I don't know. I almost feel like it kind of takes it away depends. from the movie I think a little it, bit. So I think it depends on the movie. Yeah. But, for example... Because um, this the, was the almost longest... two hours in, the intermission. No, it was, it was like an, an hour and 51 hour. minutes. An hour and 45 yeah. minutes, yeah. yeah. Or, so it's, yeah, about 40, half, it's about half, almost halfway, or a little <laughs> over halfway. But I think, of, I think with long movies, a, a, a pause in between, like obviously at a good stopping point, right? Mm-hmm. It, it can be kind of nice as like a way for you to rest and then come back refreshed and watch it. I mean, I think about... Zack Snyder's Justice League, which is the longest movie I've seen. Yeah, recently. that one needed an intermission. And it, it needed an intermission. That one's like well, four I, hours it, long. It had parts, and I don't want to go too, I was about too, to say, far, yeah. too far off the, the rails talking about that movie. It was separated in like six or seven. Yeah, it was parts. like into like separate, like almost I like chapters. I didn't like that. 
I would have rather there just I would have rather there had been just one like one intermission in the middle of it and broken it into two mm, movies. Weird. I think mm. too many stops takes you out of it. I think one stop that's timed well doesn't feel so bad and it kind of gives you a little bit of a break going right. back into it. And and this intermission is essentially it's right after they get all the samurai help. Um and they're about to get attacked by raiders, like their first yeah, attack. Yeah, so it's kind, so of, it's kind like of like right a good battle. Yeah, it's kind of a good stopping point. Like it's the setup is over, and now we're kind of into the actual narrative. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Before we start talking about this movie, if you've followed along Cinema Hangover, you know that I hate black and white movies. I hate <laughs> old movies, and I hate subtitles. I absolutely hate it with a passion. Wow. So we actually made a bet on this movie. Mm-hmm. Oliver, yeah, do you want to tell us about yeah, this bet? Yeah, so Shannon and I, I have a fantastic track record of recommending movies and watching movies with Shannon, and Shannon does not have the same track record. <laughs> <laughs> um, I essentially have, and not to toot my own horn, but I'm going to, mm-hmm. I basically never let her down. Maybe a couple, like one or two times where we've differed opinions on them. But for the most part, she tends to enjoy movies more than I think she thinks she's going to enjoy them. Is that mm-hmm. fair? Yeah. I'll okay, give you that. I think that's fair. I think, I think that's fair. Um, so we went into this movie, and she, I didn't, she, Taylor actually picked the movie, mm-hmm. although we had a little discussion about it beforehand. But we you, we picked the movie, and I knew it's a Kira Kurosawa. It's an old, old black and white Japanese samurai movie. It's like and literally I, all the main change that Shannon is not going to be The only thing that would make this worse the, is anime. anime. Yeah, let's say, yeah. If it, was, if it was anime, that would be that would be like it. this is like the hardest like, sell yeah, ever. Yeah. So we just didn't say anything. Hey, we're watching this, and she was kind of like, okay. And then we watched it, and so it is. Oh, it is. The, and not only that, it's old and it's subtitled and it's black and white. It is also three hours yeah, long. Not a fan. Anytime of it. a movie is over two hours long, I'm like checked out. I don't like so it. So our bet was basically. I've given you no reason. Like, you, you enjoy movies more than you ever think that you're going to, these movies. It's a classic for a reason. Uh, if you, on our, when we get to the end of it, if you give it, I believe the bet was, if you give it a two and a half or higher, you have to take a shot. But if you decide that it is a two or lower... I have to take a shot. I think if we, if I give it a two and a half, you and I both take a shot. It was, that wasn't the bet. The bet was if you were stuck in between a two and a two and a half, that was where you, Taylor, was. Taylor's pulling it up. Taylor has notes. Because I think if I was right persistent. in the middle, then it was. It, that was not it. It was if you were stuck between a two and a two and a half. Hmm. That's where it was. Taylor's looking that up. But Which I did tell you to bring down the vodka because that was what the bet we, was, is uh, someone was going to take a shot of yeah, vodka. And, and, and you did not and, t- bring that down. One of us will, or, or both of us will, depending on the outcome at the very end of this. Uh-huh. But I think that as Taylor pulls that up, <laughs> I could tell it, it, it's a long movie, and it's a mm-hmm. lot. Like, it's, it's a lot. But I, I kind of want to put the question out there, and Taylor can answer too. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get in the nitty gritty, but do you feel like, can you see why this is considered a classic? Wait, before we go into that, I do have the official note. Okay. <laughs> it's been like 10 years. What is the official up. bet? All right. So if she gives it more than a three, then that was not the bet. Oh, maybe if it was that she was stuck on two and a half. Yeah, basically. All right. If she gives it more than a three, then Sham will have to take a shot or two. If it's 2.5 or lower, then Oliver has to take a shot. If she generally is on the fence between 2.5 and a 3, then you both have to take a shot. Okay. I, but two and, a half is, right. two and a half is average, though. I feel like I literally wrote this out. This is literally verbatim what well, was discussed okay, on the day. But I, I, okay, fair enough. Well, we'll visit that at the end, right, when uh, we give our ratings. But I do want, I do want to pose the question to yeah. Shannon first. And, I, and again, we'll go to the details. Do you, do you, after watching it, without giving too much away of your your feelings towards the overall rating. Do you understand why this would be considered a classic? I mean, I can see. (laughs) 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 Yes. Yes. It's a, if you think about how long ago this movie was made, it is impressive. Like there's no denying that. So if that's why it's a classic, then yes. (laughs) What about you, Taylor? Okay. I am going to have to be completely honest here. Yeah. Ooh. Throughout the course of the movie, even at the very end, I was like, okay, 
what about this made it such a masterpiece at the end of the day? And then I had to think about it. I was like, okay, consider the amount of work they put into not only in the fight sequences, the acting, the costuming, the cinematography, Mm -hmm. the story setup, all of it. And I'm like, if you really think about it, this almost gave me like a... you know, the way that the story structure is set up almost reminds me of a lot of anime that's set, like, these days, as well as, like, other ensemble type of setup movies. I and mean, I'm, this, I, I don't want to cut you off, but, like, this movie kind of created that that's what I was wondering. for all of these other movies. That's what I was wondering. I mean, so, I was like, one of the most yeah. famous westerns of all time, uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, mm-hmm. the director of that has quoted, I mean, so many directors have, but mm-hmm. the director of that has quoted this movie as being his inspiration. So, so that was like, the oh, reason really? what I was yeah. curious about. Like, hmm. is this the movie that set the foundation that led to a lot of these other movies having this similar structure? I, I, I think, I truly think, and this was my first time watching it too, actually. Right, I've been right. wanting to watch it forever, but just never got around to it, and what better time than for the podcast and put my re- my honest reaction out there and I honestly think if you view this movie as like the great 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 granddaddy great, grand, granddad of yeah. of the movies that it that emulated, it's I totally get why it's a classic. Then that yeah. makes yeah. much more sense. Yeah. I, I definitely think what, that that's what you have to do because even while sitting here watching it, like I was trying to figure out, I was trying to not just completely write it off. So mm-hmm. I was thinking about the fact that it was made almost seventy years ago. Mm-hmm. And trying to, like, really watch the movie and think about all that comes with that. So, you don't have CGI. You don't mm-hmm. have practical effects. You don't have the same you editing. Have big-ass You don't have the cameras. same cameras. Yeah. Like, yeah. all that goes into making that movie with all of that taken out, that's... It is impressive. Mm-hmm. Like, y- you can't do the same things 70 years ago that you can now. I honestly think, and I was thinking about this while I was watching it, and I have similar feelings towards some other movies that if, you know, I don't want to spoil, but we'll post those podcast episodes. Um, But I honestly think that there are moments in this movie, I think it holds its age very well besides a few few points, Mm -hmm. but I think that there are quite a few moments in this movie where... if you didn't know it was set in ninth or not set created in 1954, you could totally forget that that was the case. I, There's mm. there, well there, and I'm not talking about the whole movie. I'm talking about like specific scenes, like how they're mm. shot and how it's like pieced together. I think that there are genuine moments where if you got that scene, you might not realize if someone just walked in besides it being black and white, obviously in the, the soundtrack, I think, mm-hmm. I think that you could, Forget it. I think the sound, I think the biggest things, I I think that for me at least, the biggest things that date it are the score, the soundtrack, like it sounds like an old movie and it is an old movie, right? I think uh, the editing is like, there's a lot of cross dissolves and, and and or like the way that the the way they just, yeah, scene wipe. That's exactly it. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of like editing. I think that, I think that it's uh, nowadays we're used to like really fast paced editing and fast scenes and, and things moving and stuff happening all the time. And I think that seven samurai lingers a lot. Like there's a lot of scenes that linger longer than maybe you feel like they should with like modern sensibilities. Mm -hmm. But that being said, it's crazy. I think Akira Kurosawa is a master of blocking, like having so many people on screen and all on screen at the same time. Yeah. He's a master of having so much stuff going on in, in lens, which is crazy. Like, Mm -hmm. There's constantly stuff happening on yeah. on the screen, and again, it's like whether you whether you love the movie, you have to admire what he was able to achieve with this movie. Look, yeah. like you could almost argue that the way that he filmed this movie, like Seven Samurai, walked so that like a movie like nineteen seventeen could run with right. all the yeah. stuff going on on screen. So here is my thing: like, what ages a movie for me? Really, I don't even think it's like black and white and like the editing and all that it's the acting the acting is just very different it is very like sometimes in old movies not most times honestly i think that's like the more i've been trying to think about it like what is it about like older movies that i just don't like and the acting is just very different it's very do you know what you think about coming easy and it's like you know what as you make that point i'm actually recognizing that is actually a distinct feature of acting that occurs in older films because I don't know <clears throat> what it is. It it's just it is different. I think the major difference, and as I'm thinking about this in comparison to some of the older movies I've seen in the past, 
So when you're watching like an older film, like say Casablanca or something like that, the way that it's shot and the way that it's set and the way that the actors are delivering their lines, it's like you're watching like a theater play or something of that nature. Yeah. Versus when you look at more modern movies, like so, anything after like say the 70s, it's much more immersive in the fact right. that you're actually like a person in that experience with the so other. Let me, let that's me, a really good way let to me, put let it. Me, yeah. here's, here's something to chew on though. Mm-hmm. It has been 70 years since this movie came out, right? Yeah, we just yeah. discussed that. Yeah. Uh, it had only been... Th- about 30 years since sound was even put into movies when yeah. this movie came out. Oh, fair. Like, like it's been no, double and, the amount of... And, and I, so what I'm saying... No, but the point that I'm trying to make is um, I think, yeah, we can talk about the, the technicality of it, but I also mm-hmm. think that acting changed a lot in general. And I think oh, that... Fair. I well, think back, that's what back, I'm just trying to say yeah. is, like, that's what ages a movie for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, when you sit there and talk about, like, the sound and, like, how it's filmed and everything like that... I do think that I could probably get past that because there are older movies well, that we have watched where I have gotten past yeah. that. But the acting is—it's—it's it's very, it's very fifties. <laughs> like that's well, a good think, way to put it. I think, I think it's. I think the acting in this time period again. It's you're coming off of like a si- the silent movie yeah. era era, and you have to be more emotive. Mm-hmm. Like they're like in a lot of movies in the fifties and previous to that even. Uh, actors are super emotive mm-hmm. and you have to imagine that part of that's because there's not the high fidelity cameras that we have now where you can see everything. So a lot, you have to be really expressive to capture that on screen. Right. Yeah. That's actually and really also that sound, again, sound wasn't even in movies mm-hmm. until like fairly recently. So I think that that has a lot to do with it. It's like an old fashioned type of acting that now you can be way more subtle. You, right. you think about like, you think about the movies, like, I don't know, marriage story or something where there's mm-hmm. so many subtle emotions that are like just displayed on actors' faces. You could never do that with the cameras that they had back then or the screens that they had back then, to, or at least not to the same extent. Because I think that the depth of cameras and how far they've come, they can capture a lot more than they could back then. No, I do actually recognize that, that when you consider the way that actors were trained, especially from the early 20th century, transitioning into this new period of being able to access sound and use that as a tool for storytelling yes a lot of those old methods are going to be carrying over so trying to adjust to the sound era is going to be one that's going to have a bit of a unique hybrid feel to it and that's definitely what creates that old time effect i think another element particularly with seven samurai that makes it stand out is that there is a distinct japanese acting element that goes along with it that as I was watching the film, especially with one of the characters, the more uh, I would say, basically I'm going to call him the drunken samurai because that's basically what he is. Oh, uh, his, you're talking about uh, Kiku Chiyo. Holy shit. Come on. You're in Japanese immersion program. Come on. I'm sorry. If anyone should be able to pronounce this, it's Oliver. Kiku Chiyo. Kikuchiyo. Wait, was that his name? Yeah, that Kikuchiyo? was Kikuchiyo? Yep. I did start with a K. Yeah. It, <laughs> is, it is Kikuchiyo. And it's it's, it's played it. by Toshiro Mifune. Now, I'm just not even going to try to pronounce these names. But yeah, I guess the, the equivalent would be like the drunken samurai. Right. But, but, but that is the name of the character. Fair, fair. And for me, in many ways, he was actually one of my favorite characters because he was so like expressive and he was just so like out there. But at the same time... It almost, like, that level of eccentrism and the way that he was acting, it almost reminds me of an anime. And I'm curious if a lot of the common sensibilities and acting, like, I would say mannerisms that exist now is also inspired by Seven Samurai and the, you know, the elements that was pulled from that movie. Do you want to hear my hot take on this? Go for it. And Oliver's going to fucking shed a brick when he hears this? Oh, boy. Not to give too much of how I feel about this movie yet. Mm Mm-hmm. But I feel like it would be better as an anime. You know what? Well, I was made, thinking something okay. similar. Okay. It would have been, like, I would be curious I know to see you would what never an expected anime. me yeah. to say that, but I feel like it would have been better as an anime. It, I mean, it, I, I, there is a lot of, I do have an appreciation for this movie yeah. because hmm. it, it is crazy what they were able to they've do. Made, I think oh, yeah. I would have enjoyed it more if it was an anime, they've which is bizarre. They've made countless animes in the same vein, though. Like, this same what? story. <laughs> the, lo- the Lone Swordsman, like, Oh, fair. There, there's, oh, You're like, talking there's to someone so that hasn't watched No, I know, but, like, there's, the, again, like, I can't help but, like... It's like a spiritual, like, successor this or something is, like that, This yeah. is the great-granddaddy of all no, of those same sensibilities. Right, right. So it's, 
you when you mention things like uh, oh it'd be better as an anime they they've made it or at least versions similar versions of it into animes because yeah. people have the same idea because this movie did so much and is it you know I I well I don't want to spoil what I feel about it but I just think that <laughs> I just think that you almost I think it's a good movie I'll go as far as saying that but I think that you watch it and I don't think that there's much disputing that now 70 years later that there's mm. not more uh, engaging, technically savvy movies or animes or whatever. Well, I think that that's exists, a hard thing but... about older movies is I kind of think we all have, it's not a five star rating for us, but I think that it's not, it's not because of the movie itself. It's just, it is older. And like, as time has gone on, you're able to do more with movies. Right. So it's like, it's harder to, it's harder to like, be that involved? I don't know. I I, I see what you're saying, because I think that was one of the struggles I had with watching the movie while also trying to conceptualize what makes it so significant as one of the most well-known masterpiece. This is, like, top-notch, top-tier type of I, shit. I'm pretty like, sure, like, top every list yeah. of, like, top whatever movies of all time contain Seven Samurai. And I think the reason why it could be conflicting, especially for, like, audiences that are not as in-depth into movies as, you know, we're trying to be, is yeah. that when you are so commonly exposed to current movies or even anything as far back to, say, I'll say 70s, like with Aliens and, like, mm-hmm. all that stuff, you are exposed to a certain type of filmmaking and storytelling that mm-hmm. it becomes normalized. But when you go way back, like, into the 50s, if you take it by itself... You can appreciate the story itself, but the technical elements can be a bit, you know, dated. But then yeah. when you think about it as, from the concept of this is all they had back in the day. Yeah, what if I this think, was like the first time? I think, you I think that's like what like you this. have to I, go and like, when you go into I, watching this movie, you have to think about that because yeah, otherwise, context, I don't yeah. think you would enjoy this movie. Not if you're not if you are not if you're just like a casual moviegoer. Yeah, yeah. I right. think that exactly. if you're a film buff, you'll find a lot to appreciate. But I agree. I mean, it's kind of like. I would go as far as saying, like, movies like John Wick kicked off a whole new phase of action movies. <laughs> like, single take. I do love me some John yeah. Wick. Yeah. Like, single, <laughs> yeah. single take, all in-camera action scenes. Mm-hmm. And then if you go back just a few later, like, a few years earlier, maybe a decade earlier, and you go to really famous action movies, they're mm-hmm. almost, like... And I say this lightly because I still love them, but they're like almost unwatchable if you're only looking for that same type of action that John Wick has. Right. Because right, there are those groundbreaking movies, yeah, like that, quick, that open up the door for people. For other to people, make yeah. It, and, and, and I do think that this movie was probably one of those movies for and people. And I just think that, like, I can't help but stress that to anybody listening to this right, podcast right. that, like, if you are watching this movie as anybody outside of a film buff, it. That's kind of how you have to go into it. Because it's an old movie, and it shows its age. And I think, based on the other comments as well, on top of that, it for anyone that watches the movie and feels any level of, not, I wouldn't say maybe not just confliction, but a sense of, I get it, but at the same time, I don't feel it, we're also expressing there's a reason for that. It's because right. if you're not fully immersed into the contextual understanding of, like, hey, from a film history standpoint, this was groundbreaking, then it may not hit as impactfully. Um, it's... You're basically, if you look at it from like a film history standpoint, it makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. I do got to say with this movie, especially with it being almost 70 years old, I did appreciate that it like had a element of comedy in it. Like oh, yeah. it was very, it was a serious movie, but yeah. there was like some comedy in yeah. it. Yeah. It, was, I, it did make it kind of enjoyable. I, mm-hmm. I think, I Which think I, does, I was surprised you know, by for an older if it, well, <laughs> if it comes across that. At least for me, I'll only speak for myself until we get more to reviews. But if it comes across that I didn't really enjoy this movie, then that's not true because I think that it's there is so much here. There's there's comedic dude, you've been moments. advocating the hell of this. Yeah, movie. no, <laughs> no, I know, but I've I've been I've been cautious about how I've been advocating for it yeah. because I do have problems with it, but I Ooh. I can't help. Ooh. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, pause. You have pro- problems with this movie? Oliver well, has problems. Oh, yeah, shit. Okay. Yeah, okay, no. I'll let you finish. Go, go yeah, ahead. Go no, ahead. no, no, no. But basically, what I was going to say is, like, I... So, like, the point about acting, like, I don't feel that way. I feel like the acting in this what? movie... Yeah, and this is just my... Yeah. I feel like the acting in this movie is 
good, but it's fifties acting. Like that's how the that's the lens that I know, and at I know, like, and I have to. Like, I don't think it's bad acting. In fact, I, I think to, it's actually pretty stellar acting. I have it's to just keep like, that in mind that that's like it's fifties acting. Right. Yeah. Right. It's but I've watched different. so many good movies where like you feel the emotion that the actors are like trying to portray, and you don't see that in older movies. And right. Like uh, all of not our, all not all of them. Oh, I don't agree. Have, but this is also coming from the person that doesn't watch black and white. No, but I just feel like every time I watch an older movie, it's just like so Twelve cheesy, Angry Men. and it's. But even that was like, really? that was I, that was good old uh, movie acting. So wait, I, okay, so that actually brings a really good, important question. So the first point I want to note is that I thought the acting in this movie, despite earlier comments that it did feel as if like this would fit well in an anime. It was still good. And from my perspective, I thought it was actually quite enjoyable watching yeah. it. But one of the other things to note as well is that do you think the difference between eh to like cheesy acting to good acting is if you're able to, when you watch a scene play out, you are no longer seeing the actor, you see the character, and you're seeing like, oh shit, this is a human being experiencing a moment here. Fuck. Yeah. Like if you experience that, then you consider that good acting, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I think that there's a there, lot of. There's a, and I'm. To talked about it with Oliver so many times, but like Southpaw, there's a scene in Southpaw mm. where like I, it kind of ch- changed. I know it sounds really bad because there's probably way better movies out there <laughs> that change that for people, <laughs> but that did change like acting for me because mm. I felt what they were feeling. Like I felt like I was in the room with them when something tragic happened, mm. and I. I guess it's kind of hard in these older movies for me to feel that way because probably going back to what Oliver said and like what you were saying is everything is so exaggerated mm. and that shows. Like when someone's sitting there crying, it's like so exaggerated, well, so have... dramatic, and it's like does not feel real. Yeah, I well, mean, I think that part of it also has to do with this is again at least this movie. This is again the fifties, where no, you couldn't I, have movies that I, make people I know. bawl their eyes out. Necessar- necessarily, I think that there's plenty of emotional movies, like you know, dating in the fifties and prior. But I think that, like you, you're not going to necessarily see a mainstream movie, air quotes, mainstream movie like Seven Samurai, where people like get their heads chopped off or something like that well, in the fifties. Uh, yeah. Well, another thing to note too is that I think the level of exaggeration, at least with this film in particular, I think. And maybe, again, just from my perspective, another element that goes into the exaggeration is the Japanese style of storytelling. Yeah. And the more exaggerated emphasis on emotional expression, all that jazz, that is a part of that. At least from what I've seen in both in anime and live action, like, movies. And I think that just was retained even back in the day. I mean, I think that there are, at least for me, I think that there are moments in this movie that do hit emotionally. Maybe not, like, right. the most emotional thing I've ever seen, but, like, I do think that, again, for a 50s movie, I think the monologue that Toshiro Mifune, the guy that plays the drunken samurai, mm-hmm. um, like, that he has to them when you, he's revealed to be, like, he's basically advocating for the farmers that they yeah. are the way that they are because of the samurai. I think that that's a pretty impactful right, scene. Right, yeah. And I think that that's, that's despite him being a comedic character, which is even cooler. Right, and that's the thing. This movie is... Packed with impactful scenes and exchanges and line deliveries that it's like, oh, shit, this is actually, like, pretty dope. I mean, shit, this is actually pretty good. And you definitely recognize that there's a lot of quality that comes from this film. Yeah, well, and I think that also, I think part of what makes a good actor is their ability to sell you on on them being the character that they are. Exactly. And I think that, for me, everybody in this movie, I was sold on, okay, yeah, that, the... uh, the like main samurai, the Ronin, the yeah. oldest one. Mm-hmm. His name in the in the movie is Kambe Shimada. The actor's name is Takashi Shimura. I feel like immediately I was like, I'm, yep, yeah, no, he's, I agree. He's like, yeah. okay, he's the sensei. He's the, he's like immediately it is relayed that this like he just is that character. Yeah, he's the um, most experienced. He's most battle hardened. He's most yep. wise. He's he knows what he's doing. Yep, I and I I think that. For the most part, everybody in this movie, I believed that they were who they were trying to be. And to that point, I think the one of the biggest things about this movie that really stands out is that this does feel like a film where it is in its own time bubble in a good way. Where, as you're watching the film, it's like you're witnessing a pocket in time. You're not distracted from it in any way, shape, or form by 
any other major elements, even though you do recognize that, as you mentioned earlier, the soundtrack is from the 50s, very 50s. But outside of that, like, it is, you know, set in feudal Japan uh, during the period where samurai are still around, and it's like, okay, this is, you can really be immersed into this setting, and it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I need to fill up. Gotcha. I think that a huge reason for that is the cinematography. I think mm-hmm. another huge reason for that is the set design and the costumes. I, They're I all got, I do really gotta good. say, there was... Costumes were a couple fantastic. scenes specifically that I was just like, oh my god, this is like beautifully shot. And it is kind of crazy. I think that was probably my the oldest movie I've ever watched. Probably. Like, I, <laughs> there was a couple moments where I thought the TV was correct <laughs> because of the imperfections in the film. I yeah. actually had to ask Oliver what it was just because I, I don't watch. Oh, you're talking about the film grain? Yeah. 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 Like film grain and oh, when you like, get like stuff on the lens. And oh my gosh, she is super new to movies. I oh my am. god, damn. I literally, <laughs> at first I like saw something in the corner and was like, is there a TV crack? And you know what's funny? I, okay, so as But it a, does make it, it adds character. Oh no, like no, it. it's fair, it's fair. And as a quick like semi behind the scenes uh, circumstance, I was watching this on Amazon Prime and you guys actually bought like the Criterion Collection version, yeah. right? Yeah. And I could definitely admit that your version is better. I, it just looks smoother. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah, ooh, you, it looks better. You pretty. did walk in at the end of us watching it. Despite. So I, I was curious. I was actually thinking about that when you walked in. Like, yeah. if the Criterion Collection really does make a difference. Oh, it makes it a difference. Oh, yeah. I can tell you just right now. I'm like, and ooh, it looks there, crispy. Yeah, there, there is, as much as like Criterion Collection has kind of become. I think a little bit of like a movie snob thing, oh um, God, which I'm obsessed. Okay, yeah, <laughs> there is a difference. I've seen like audio, visual. There mm-hmm. is a huge difference. Well, that's why I was curious. And it's a, to, like, it's, you see... always like director approved too. The, yeah. Oh yeah, the final product. That's but... why I was curious to see what Taylor thought after watching it not on Criterion Collection, then coming and watching the last half with us. Oh yeah, like I will say, like <clears throat> one of the biggest things I've noticed that's a major difference is it almost seems as if the frame rates improved a little bit. The smoothness and overall like film quality. There's much less film grain, and the sound sounds, eh, sound sound as if it's been refined as well. Yeah, it's much more. They impactful. take they take the yeah. from what I understand they take the like original film mm-hmm. and they just clean it up, but they don't alter it from like its original state. Right. Yeah, I would be interested in watching a movie that's not like. Criterion Collection, and then you turning should. around. You'll and notice a difference. You will. Collection. You will notice a difference. Yeah. it's mm-hmm. pretty impressive. But because I make so much fun of Oliver for buying all these, <laughs> there is a difference. Damn Criterion. But I think movies. <laughs> I, I do. He think tells me there's your... a sale like every. He's like so one oh, sale okay. a year, and I feel like he's told me that like there's... five times this year. <laughs> there's only a couple sales a year. No, it's true. They don't. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, I do agree with your point, Shannon. That. There are, I, you said a couple scenes, but I think that there's numerous scenes yeah. in this movie that are, like, gorgeous. Yeah. Like, there's, mm-hmm. the, the way, it's it's so cool. There was, Again, it's the, like the, fir- the first scene that got me, um, it was, they were shooting, like, I think one of the houses, mm-hmm. and the sandals were hanging from the house, and there was, like, a mom and a kid walking in the background. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, my God, that's And that's, that's just, Akira, that's just <laughs> Akira, Akira Kurosawa's... The way that he films, like there's yeah. constantly motion on screen. I mean, even like I was watching it, and even like um, just the wind. Like you'll see the wind, mm. and the wind will be like kicking up sand Ooh, in the background, or the wind will be like shit. rustling the trees, and it creates this motion on screen that's just so cool. Okay. And even I just really quick another mm. another like motion aspect is there's a lot of rain in this movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. And some of the most kick-ass parts are at the very end when they're fighting in the rain, and you can see the rain literally like bouncing off helmets. Mm-hmm. And when they shoot arrows, you I can was see just about the, to mention, yeah, the, the water kind of like vaporize off the arrow yeah. as it flies through the air. Super cool. Imagine seeing that back in the fifties. That's badass yeah. as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's awesome. No. And there's just a lot of really cool scenes. There's a lot of really cool scenes that are framed with, like, the campfire. And a lot mm-hmm. of... There's a really cool scene when it's the night after an attack and they're looking down the forest and they have, like, right. the two fires on the forest and it's kind of, like, lighting up the trees. And so there's there's just a lot of really cool stuff here. I think... Even if... You know, really quick, <laughs> not even just because it's... Like, not a, a pity because it's a 50s movie. Like, any movie this looks good in, those yeah. like, those scenes. Right, and I think that's one of the biggest things that I carried away from watching this film that... I can appreciate more than anything else. And that actually reminds me of another scene that actually popped up during the course of the film. This is near, I would say, the last quarter when the final bandit attack occurs in the village. And there's a shot 
where one of the bandits is escaping and bumps into this bundle of hail and the villagers go after him with the bamboo sticks and basically impale the shit out of him. And it almost looks as if it's a crane <laughs> shot that's actually being, being taken because as the camera is, is taking this overhead shot where you can see the rooftops of the huts and stuff, you see two horses coming in from the right-hand side as they're heading into the village. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a second. Were there a lot of crane shots back in, like, the 50s when it came down to these type of movies? Like, holy shit, this is actually a pretty dope shot. So it's one of those things where I'm wondering, like, if this was a There's, film where they did I a lot of experimentation as well. I, well, I think that that's the other thing, too, is it's so well-crafted, you almost don't even notice. Right, Like, there right. are times when... Uh, there are times when you don't even realize that this is a 50s movie, I feel like, right. in how it's shot. there. I said it out loud. Yeah. We were watching it. There's this an, another scene where uh, uh, Kikuchio goes and he's like looking across the river i think it is he's like walking through a trench across the river and he kind of like walks up this wood piece and is looking over there and the camera like follows him up as he's looking and then as he walks backwards it comes up out of the trench backwards as he's walking out and the only like i think i said out loud i was like how the fuck did they do that right even to today's standard with no like shaking or walking like even to today's standards, that would be kind of difficult. But it right. kind of makes me 50s, think of like the nineteen seventeen mm-hmm. scene where they're they go across the water. They go across the water. And yeah, there's like yeah. No movement. Like it. It is kind of crazy. It's impressive. It's super impressive. Yeah. And there's so many like cool angles and crane shots that are in. The, I would assume crane shots rather. Yeah, that are yeah. In this that just blow me away. Again, like I think in any movie, but just especially in the nineteen fifty four movie. Right, and I think that's the thing that can be recognized that's what makes this movie stand out is as you really look into it and dissect it and really start to pay attention to some of the technical elements and some of the unique i would say methodologies that's used that you would see in modern films you're like wait a second did this back in the day in the 50s what the hell it makes you start to appreciate more like okay i'm starting to see why this film is considered such a in such high regard mm-hmm. and one of the other things i want to note in that same you know realm is going back into the storytelling aspect. So when looking into this movie and seeing, like, the setup that it has, like, you know, there's a problem by, you know, a group of common, normal people. They go out trying to find a hero, and they manage to find this ensemble of ragtag individuals that go out and complete a mission. That basis right there, it's almost like an Ocean's Eleven type of setup. It's like a Mission Impossible setup. It's like a, uh, wait, what? Uh, like a team, like yeah, four yeah, yeah, a team, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that general setup of like the mash ensemble of random people go- coming in for a mission and the antics that ensues. If this is legitimately from at least from a cinematic standpoint, the original Mac Daddy of it all, then holy shit, that's a hell of a way to get things started because this is yeah. the shit yeah. when it comes down to getting things started for that type of storytelling. Well, and, and you know. Regarding the runtime, I think that we've been talking about that a bit and how it yeah. is it is kind of a a Goliath of a movie. I think that uh, <laughs> I think that my gut feeling is and Shannon will probably disagree, but that's fair. I think that my gut feeling is that watching it a second time it wouldn't feel as long no, because I you, disagree. Because, well listen listen yeah, again, I, I knew you would, but <laughs> I I think knowing like the I don't know, the footnotes that take you along the way, knowing how it ends uh, and when to expect the ending will make it feel shorter. It's kind of like when you drive somewhere, it always feels longer than when you come back because you know, like, the distance that you're going. Yeah. I, yeah. That's that's my gut feeling on this. Most really long movies that I have watched feel second or feel shorter a second time unless I really hated watching it the first time. I can agree with that. I think one of the things especially with the new movie that kind of helps, at least for me, carry over, is the mystery of how things are going to turn out, how the team is actually going to achieve this mission. Like, for instance, especially with this movie, I was curious to see how they're actually going to plan and taking out these bandits with this group of villagers and only the seven OG samurai. 300. Yeah, basically, it's like, yeah, it's that approach. You just be very tactical, understand your environment, try your best to understand your enemy. It's basically like... Um, what was it, Shang Tsu's, like, The Art of War? It's like, a lot yeah. of that's basically in this movie, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yes, I know Shang Tsu's, like, China and this is Japan, but it's, like, a lot of the tactical elements are very similar. So it's 
pretty damn cool getting seeing like the strategic elements play out. I'm like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. I'm actually uh, actually using some legit tactics here. Well, cool. I think that that's kind of what I mean too. Like, if I think if you know what to expect mm-hmm. in it, uh, you it it would be more easier to consume the second time. That's my gut feel. Oh right. gosh, I completely disagree. Why do you disagree? <laughs> I just I don't know. It's it it is a long movie and it is at times hard to pay attention pay attention to and like keep your focus on but i think what keeps your focus on is that you don't know what's going to happen right mm. and i think that the second time around i just you just like zone out would zone out <laughs> yeah i mean i guess that's kind of interesting i also think that you have the attention span of a goldfish <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> well that's just <laughs> fucking rude <laughs> I'm kidding. Partially. No, you're not. Partially <laughs> kidding. But it's no. so funny. I, we'll be sitting on the couch and he'll just like lean forward to look at me because he thinks I'm on my phone. Because she is. Half Most the, of the time, time I'm not on my phone. Hey, but Taylor, just like, how long, Taylor, how long did we have left in the movie when you came over? Uh, I would say about like a good like 30 minutes. How maybe? many times did you see Shannon on her phone? I'm uh, honest. I, uh, uh, I plead fifth. Okay, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Point proven. So if I lean up to look at you, you know, five Literally, times. Literally, I can't even move without him being like, get off your phone. She thinks she's slick. She'll like hide it. She'll like cover it with her shoulder or something. Like, we're about to talk about this on a podcast, and you're literally missing out on major plot points. I was not missing out on anything. She, yeah, okay, really quick story. We're watching this movie, and there's a scene where they burn down a cabin Mm -hmm. with a bunch of bandits Mm -hmm. in it, right? And so they go go up to it, and they are literally like, oh, let's... We're gonna bur- let's burn it down. That's how we should kill them. We'll, we'll burn them, mm-hmm. and then and then they start to burn it. And and Shannon looks up at me and she goes, "Why don't they just burn it?" <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> they, just, they should just light it on fire. I was and like, I was like, I was like wait, is that the bandits inside? And he's like, yeah. So I was like, why don't they just burn it? <laughs> why don't they just Why don't they just burn it? And I was like, they literally just said that. It was literally on screen. There's a whole scene of them talking well, see, about that. This is why I hate subtitles, and I think subtitles is like. You either love it or you fucking hate it. There's no in between, and I'm, I feel in the in between. Oh god, I am the person that fucking hates it. I think that I it's hard for me to watch the movie and read the subtitles, and it's hard for me like if I'm reading the subtitles, I'm not actually watching what's going on screen. So I just I I can't. I I would prefer because I was I was not on my phone at that time. I was just like watching the screen. I wasn't reading it. Okay. All right. All right so. I'm just going to be the advocate for all those who love subtitles because I subtitles. love subtitles because it allows me to actually understand. But how characters. do you watch the movie and read at the same time? You just go back and forth. It's not that hard. It's Shit. so difficult. No, it's not. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I can take it or leave it, but I prefer no subtitles. Oh, Perfect. gosh. Like, personally. I know. You, you know what? It's fine because you, you've watched the anime. There are many occasions where you have to watch it and stuff, so you understand. Yeah, so you're fine. Well, yeah, totally. I would love to see what everyone else thinks. So if you are a subtitle person, let us know. And you're automatically in the A tier. That way I can you know, unfollow you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. Or you could be like me. Or you, could, or you could be like me and just fall somewhere in the middle where it doesn't have to be no. all You're not on the fence. You gotta pick a side. No. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> You know what I want to say about this movie, though? Mm. Which is, like, they've done it in so many other movies, but I don't even know... I don't know what it was about this movie that made me think about it. It's, like, Mm. action movies, specifically when you're, like, going to war and having horses in it. Mm -hmm. Like, it... I it is crazy. Talk. It is actually fucking insane. Yeah. And yeah. there is a scene. There is a scene that um, we are going to talk about. And I yeah. was thinking about this Dude. before that scene even came across. Is horses get spooked by the littlest thing? Yeah. And when you have so much stuff going on, Dude. like yeah, okay. I, I was wondering about that too. Like, okay. how the fuck did they film this and no one got injured? I need to look up I, if they got injured. There are so that many. dude, okay, there is a scene, watch this movie, <laughs> there's a scene where samurai are running through the village on horses and there's a dude that gets fucking laid out. No, like, he got hip checked like hard. There's a couple of things where this no close way call. he wasn't hurt. There's no, yeah. no way that he was not hurt. And it I'm wasn't like you. it was planned. Like, it, yeah. was, it was on accident. Like, oh, no, there's a lot of shots. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He got, he got laid out. Yeah. There's a lot of shots in this movie where either the extras, the villagers, samurai, whatever the fuck, they either slip 
fall, whatever the case may be, it's like that was not but planned. I, I just, but I hip checked by a and horse. Again, it just adds to my it adds to my appreciation of the movie though, because it's so authentic in that. Yeah. Like everything yeah. is on screen. There's no CGI like, or animatronics real, or like there's a real fire. Yeah. Real like, horses are eating shit and falling over. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. There's there's a there's a whole like I know I was like, <laughs> there's a whole cabin that catches on fire and they are like next to the fire yeah they, like they're right next to the fire there's no like stunt double or like and, uh I don't know like green screen it's like you can tell they're right next to the fire and maybe yeah. that's the other thing about the film that garners a lot of appreciation I recognize that too while I was watching it's like holy shit a lot of this is like for real oh, right. there's yeah. like there's no. I mean, there might be a few things. Like, there's one point near the end where one of the bandits gets dragged by a horse. And I bet that was, like, a yeah. straw man type of Probably. setup, Probably. not an actual dude. Well, I mean, there but. are certain scenarios, like, when there's the bandits on the horses and then they get hit with arrows and then yeah. they fall off the horses. There is this, like, perfect cut. So yeah. you don't yeah. actually see them fall off the horse. But the scene that all of us talking even, about for you to even question it though, if it was a real person being dragged behind the horse, tells you that they're doing it right. <laughs> right. Because I have seen really, really shitty ragdoll oh, dummies yeah. in <laughs> modern movies that get right. like, th- like thrown out of windows. I'm like, oh, there's the dummy. Like, if, whereas in this movie, for you to even be like, I think it's a dummy that's being back dragged right. behind the horse. That's pretty good in itself. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the other thing too that. Just looking back, I'm literally having like flashbacks of like the scenes, action scenes in this movie, where particularly in the town, when you have a bunch of horses with riders and everyone's poking sticks at the horses and actors, I'm like, okay, these guys are either fantastically trained in terms of being able to like handle these horses or, or someone got laid out by a horse. Basically. Like And I think that's probably what happened. Like I the mean, amount of coordination that must have been done in order to make this well, film and must you think have been about bullshit. I don't even think about like I think about that, but then I also think about the 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 like stuff that would never fly in movies today. There's so many people on in a tiny space on set. Oh yeah. There's like Deep mud and people are tripping and falling and running. OSHA mud. violations everywhere. Uh, <laughs> uh, Is that a thing? The, the, Can you the, not the, film shit like that uh, anymore? It, there's so unless you have like a lot of safety precautions. There's, yeah. yeah, there's so much that you have to go through to make stuff like that happen. I mean, there's a scene where. Uh, the drunk samurai he f- like is running down a hill and it's just him like running. It's just an insane shot because that would never happen nowadays. I mean, it would, but it just would not. I just feel like not as often. Yeah, that's one of the things that I'm recognizing is a pretty unique element about this film is that and that is actually the value of being able to watch it again. And as I'm thinking through this, this actually goes back to one of the earlier comments. One of the reasons why it can be valuable to watch a movie again is you get to see some of those little tidbits or details that you never got a chance to see initially because you were too focused on the story itself. Yeah. And it's like like rereading a book or replaying a video game, whatever the case may be. It's like that moment and opportunity to rewatch a film. You get to see those intricate little nuanced details. You notice make... more than you did the first time. Exactly. And I do think that there's something to be said about knowing the entirety of the story before you get into it. Yes. Just knowing you're not looking for as much. You're not looking for or trying to wonder where it's going, you can just kind of take it in for what it is. It's like you rush through a... a you, when you play a video game, you rush through the main story and then you play it the second time just to go do all the side quests. Yeah. <laughs> so do you guys think this is a movie that is rewatchable? Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah. yeah, I do. I think that, like, you... You know, there... If you look up Seven Samurai on YouTube, there are countless countless video essays on this movie because it, it can just be picked apart and analyzed all day. We aren't even mm-hmm. scratching the the tip of the iceberg, With the each surface of, the... of this movie. There's so much that could be analyzed technic- in like the technical regard, acting-wise, story-wise. Like there, yeah, there's so much here to unpack and unfold, and we aren't even giving, you know, we're not really giving it any justice, but that's not our fault. It's just it's such an immense thing. It, it's such a landmark movie. I think you could totally watch this and pick up on more. Yeah, I mean, shoot, even with the way that the characters are set up, they could be considered archetypal characters that are reflected in future movies. Yeah. And, yeah, no, just all of those elements put together, yeah, the more I keep thinking about it, the more I can recognize that there is a lineage that has been established in cinematic storytelling that can be connected to this movie. Yeah, it, it's, it, like I said, it's, it walks so other movies could run in a lot of ways. Mm. Uh, and I think it's just... If you're watching it in that regard, it can be 
it, it, it has to be respected. Yeah, yeah, you can appreciate it a hell of a lot more for sure. I definitely think you have to, like, watch it. I've said it a couple times in this podcast already. Like, watch it and, like, think about that. Think about right. when this was made and, like, the significance of it. Because otherwise you're not going to enjoy it. And I don't think you're going to want to rewatch it. So that actually, unless, Oliver, if you have another particular question that you want to introduce. No, no, not, no. Well, uh, this actually leads to what I'm curious what your guys' rating on this film is. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't want to give away. <laughs> oh, damn! You don't want to go I that thought, I didn't know that was a question you were going to ask me. No, I was going to... I had, you know, just a couple more questions before I got there. I, He's like, that's not the question. Because I feel like no. that, that in of itself is like well, a pretty Well, I do want to get that, but before well. I kind of reveal that from everybody, I, mm. I want to know this... I kind of touched on it earlier, mm-hmm. but I kind of, like... Do you feel like the hype was deserved? I, Shannon, you didn't really know much of the hype, I don't think, of it. I mean, um, sitting here, like, talking about it and talking about how, like, this opened the door for so many different movies and mm-hmm. just assuming what the hype was for this, and yes, I do. Like, it it is a very well-made movie for the 1950s, and it does... I would, I would say, in some points... Even just what I think it's well made, just in general. But yeah. there's, mm. but especially for the nineteen fifty. Yeah, for an yeah. older movie, like I can see how this probably opened the door for a lot of different movies. And for that reason, yes, I do think the hype was deserved. What about you, Taylor? No, I think this movie, based on understanding the connectivity that it has with a lot of movies that have been introduced since then, and just the DNA that you can witness from other movies, like we've mentioned, like Ocean's Eleven and Ocean's uh, 13, all those other movies. Like, yeah, no, you can definitely see how the DNA of Seven Samurai exists even to modern cinema. And I'm most likely going to be diving into some video essays and some other discussions about this film because I really would love to see how other film buffs have connected the dots of the inspirations that a lot of the most beloved films in the last, like, I would say 60, 70 years have drawn direct inspiration from Seven Samurai. So, yeah. No, it would also I be interesting it. to see, like, other directors' takes on the movie. Yes. Like, to see what they think about it. I like, I would most... definitely, I would definitely like to, like, watch videos or read up on that. I think, I think that would be kind of Wait a second. I bet this is one of Quentin Tarantino's favorite movies, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. That would explain but so much about I, I his think... work. That would explain so much. <laughs> but I think, I think, I think you'll find that, like, you should look it up because I've yeah. watched a few essays and and obviously I've I've read a bit on this movie. It was a while ago. I should have brushed up before watching it, but I I think as you read more on it, you'll you'll appreciate it more as well. And I think that you will find how loved this movie is, like how mm-hmm. or at least how admired it is. Mm-hmm. Like it's so many directors are just completely blown away and it inspired them to make movies that they made today it would be an interesting movie to like do that research and watch those video essays mm-hmm. and then re-watch the movie yeah I, like, I, I think so because it just gives you that greater sense of appreciation like if you mm-hmm. it's one of those movies where i bet if you had commentary from like a bunch of like well-known directors like mm-hmm. oh hey when they made this shot i'm still trying to figure out how the hell they did that because yeah. x right. y and z and you're like oh shit i didn't realize there was so much behind mm-hmm. just making this one simple is the guy shot got, is the guy that got hit by the horse okay <laughs> <laughs> right i do right? want to know the stunt <laughs> coordinator right? is like uh i even if i took that hit i'd be concerned as fuck <laughs> yeah. well that, then I, got, I, I other than that i didn't really have too many more questions i think we could go into what we would what we'd rate it if if you feel like we're ready if you feel like we're at that point yeah i would say let's I've give been, it we've been kind of dancing around it for the entire movie for the entire podcast all right, so with that being said, let's actually go ahead and start off with Shannon. What oh, are your thoughts on this You film? really want to start off with me? I don't think we yes. should start off with me since I'm the... She's the one I'm that, what determines the, the shot. Yeah, she who determines takes shot. who takes Maybe I'm just shot. like, want to just go I'll straight start, to the shots. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll, I think I'll, I should be last. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, okay. Um, so let's I'll go give, to Oliver. Yeah, I'll give my review. <laughs> it, you know, this is... I, I feel like I struggle with kind of reviewing movies in general sometimes, mm-hmm. but this is, like, especially one of them uh, because I think that if you are looking at it for what it is in the time that it was released, uh, it it is, like, uh, a masterpiece in what it, in what it mm-hmm. is. I think it has some flaws even to those standards, but, you know, if you were to compare this against a newer movie that was made by another great director, you know, I don't know that it would hold up as well. 
Mm. But I think for me, I would give it a four and a half. Oh, wow. I think I'd give it a four and a half. And that is because I can acknowledge and respect and see what it is, what I think I, I respect the hell out of this movie. Okay, so and, you mentioned that, but you did mention that you have problems with this movie. Yeah. What problems do you have? Yeah. Uh, mostly, good, yeah. Good I, I, I've touched on it a little bit in the podcast, but I think mostly pacing. I think that you could. Tr- mm. I think that you could trim <laughs> trim a bit of this movie for sure. Uh, you could trim like maybe like forty five to an hour. Oh, like holy fuck! I, I, I don't know if I agree with that much, but like, <laughs> I, like there there are shots that linger. I think like a little bit longer than they right. need to, and I think that there are like shots that just don't really need to even be in the movie. Um, I, I get it kind of all adds the atmosphere, adds the right, overall right. product, but I think that that's kind of, it's really just pacing that stops me from giving it a full five star. Really? Yeah. It's, it's, it is, it's a movie that I respect. It's a movie that I can see its influences in all kinds of other movies. I think Akira Kurosawa is a genius in what he was able to do in this movie and in other, like a lot of his other movies, if you check out any of the other ones too, but I think that. The pacing specifically is what kind of makes it harder for me to give it like a five star. So that leads to one additional question to ask on top of that. Do you think a movie of like this movie or a movie of this caliber deserves or needs a three hour plus runtime? I think that I think that if you are a movie buff love movies it's just more to ingest no that's fair i, I think it's just there's just more here it's like excess it's yeah. kind of like it's like i hate, to, get, like I hate, to, com- I yeah. hate to compare it because i don't think that they are comparable except in runtime just the the zack snyder's justice league in mm-hmm. this movie you could make the same exact argument i have do you a need <laughs> do you need to have a four-hour fucking justice league movie hell no but it's excess because it's just excess for the sake of excess almost, where it's just like you can – it's more to consume. And mm-hmm. if you want to consume it, it's more, and it's just there. And I feel like with Seven Samurai, it's kind of the same way. If you're a movie buff, you can watch – not even a movie buff, but if you enjoy cinema, you can watch this, and there's just more – there's so much here to enjoy and consume and pick apart. And if you're in writing essays or video essays about it, there's just so much there. I have a strong like feeling that someone just like I felt a like internal twinge as soon as you could put Justice League against Seven Samurai. Only season. in being only in being really right. long movies. And I use Justice League. Throw back to when we grew up and we had like the Titanic being a long movie and had to like watch two different VHS movies. Oh my! That watch. was an inter- that was an intermission in itself. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, that was a thing. Yeah, what? What? You couldn't watch, you cannot watch Titanic in like one sitting when back in really? when we grew yeah. up. Yeah, it was, oh. it was two VHSs. different VHSs. I mean, to be fair. Come on, I Taylor, mean, you're I'm, older than us. Yeah. I know, but to be fair, I've never seen Titanic. So. What? <laughs> oh, that's my next pick. Oh, fuck. Oh, my fucking yeah, God. I, oh. uh, I'm so sorry, Oliver. Yeah, I, I, Titanic's not a bad movie. I, it's not a bad oh, movie, obviously, right? You've okay, heard okay. it here first. This is oh, my next pick. All right. We'll get into that later. I want to hear what Taylor. Yeah, what's your rating? Movie. Okay, I'm actually going to say this is kind of hard for me because ooh, ooh. I think I am the one that is going to rate it the highest. I'll put that out there and alleviate some of what you're about to say. Yeah, I think I rate it the highest, but I think it's like the the movie geek side of my brain that does that. So fair enough, fair enough, and. In Ooh, consideration of the Taylor is struggling. Yeah, no, it's like <laughs> even as I was like after watching the film and as I was heading over here to start recording and right now it's hard for me to put an exact number. I mean, it's above a certain certain threshold for sure. But what is it above? It's definitely above a three. Okay, it's not. It's not like trash tier. You like, don't think if, it's a five though? No, okay. it is so most likely going to be a four. A I think four. I'm going to stick with a four. The yeah. reason why is because the movie. For what it is, it's good. It is an enjoyable ride. It is fascinating to see how the story unfolds in terms of the characters, learning the backstories of some of the other villagers, and just seeing how things play out. It's actually quite fun. And the fact that they were able to achieve as much as they did back in the 50s, holy fucking shit, it's cool. Mm -hmm. Like, the battle sequences are pretty dope. The fact that 
they went God, as far the as they did. So many extras. It's just so fucking exactly. Cool. They it's went so as far cool. as they could when it came down to like actually trying to kill the bandits and all that jazz. Yes, there was no blood and stuff, but they actually tried to poke them, and it was that, they did the best they could. So, <laughs> but for the most part, it's actually pretty good. And as we talked about earlier. The comedy, the little ounces of levity that's yeah. introduced in the movie, it's actually effective and it's good. Yeah. yeah. So it's an enjoyable movie. It is a bit of a slog though. Holy shit. Yeah. Like it is three hours. Yeah. You gotta prepare yourself for that. I and remember, it feels like three hours. It, it does. It, it kinda it does. feels that way. Yeah. yeah. At, definitely at times it does. Yeah. There are times where it picks up and it flies by, and then there's other yeah. times where it, it, it definitely lulls. Mm-hmm. But I would say for the most part, the majority of that time is set for setting up the atmosphere, making sure you understand the characters, make sure you understand the stakes that are in play, understand the different perspectives that exist as a result of the film. Like, you really do have a understanding of the world that everyone's in. So there's a lot of emphasis on explaining it all, and it's not super dragged out. It's not in a way that it feels useless. It's there for a reason. So... It's a worthwhile film. Is it dated? Yes. But is it still a film worth checking out? Fuck yeah. Okay. So, yeah. but in terms of how I feel when it comes down to films and stuff, it's it's a four. It's a four. It's, not, okay. it's nothing Locking like transcendent, but I it's still I feel like we are going to slowly decline down the rating list as we get to, to Shannon. So I was a four and a half. You were a four. Yep. And I'm genuinely interested to hear what Shannon has to say. There's a shot on the line. And she promised... <laughs> She promised. I did promise I'd be honest. She promised that she would be honest and struggling. She promised you would be unbiased. Okay. Here's my... Here's how I feel. Okay. I did not enjoy the movie. Just because it's not my kind of movie. It's just not my kind of movie. But I can sit there and I can... I wouldn't do this if we were doing a podcast. But I can sit there and try and, like, pick out, like... Things that I can appreciate about the movie. Mm-hmm. So there are things I do appreciate about the movie. So that's what makes it hard for me because I don't yeah. want to like give it a low rating because I don't think it deserves that. I just think that that's my opinion. Like I don't enjoy it. Right. Like if I was to rate it just off of how I feel about the movie. Is this your actual rating? Or no, no, this, no, no, no. Okay, like okay. if I was to sit here and be like, this is how I felt about the movie, mm-hmm. not thinking about everything else, I'd probably give it, like, a one. Oof. Because it's just not my kind of movie. Right, right. It's this is not something you would gravitate towards, yeah. Take a movie that everything yeah, I hate about a movie, that it's, and that's yeah, this movie. Yeah. Right, okay. right. Fair enough. But I can see how this... I don't even know how to put it in words. I, I do that see this how... this is, like, an important movie. It is an important movie, and it changed a lot, probably, for a bunch of people going forward making mm-hmm. movies. So for that... <laughs> I'm going to give it. She's literally twitching. I know. I don't know what I'm going to give it. Okay. Oh, God. Um, I just feel like I'm. How about, how about let's, let's, let's rephrase it and let's go like this for a samurai movie set. Or not set. Created in 1954. <laughs> That's just you not wanting no, 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 me to no, take I'm, a shit. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm just trying to like think of it di- like for what it is. What would you rate it? Do you think like, what What do you think that at the time period that it was made could they have done? differently to make it well that's what's hard is like at the time period that it was made there's probably not a whole lot they could have done differently besides the pacing but i have a hard time being like oh it's a four stars just because like i don't enjoy it i don't think i'd recommend it to people yeah so for that i think i'm just gonna give it a in between (laughs) wait 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 it has to have a number has to have a number what what are we gonna give it we're gonna give it I think I just give it like maybe a two and a half, two point seven five. <laughs> it's a two and a half or it's a three. It's not it can't be two point seven five. I know. I just I don't know. This one is really hard for me. It it's is kinda of, I think it was kind of hard for all it, of us. It is mm-hmm. one of those is, movies that's like it is specifically very hard for me because it's just not my kind of movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like I I don't want to give it a high rating because that's not how I genuinely feel about no, it. You but shouldn't. I also don't want to give it a low rating. Because you recognize why it's so low. Yeah, because you're comparing it to like modern sensibilities, which is. And that's not fair to that movie. Like, I agree. Yeah, I don't know if my like rating. Okay. I'm just going to say this. Going, like, anybody listening, do Mm. not take my rating for what this movie is because if you enjoy movies, you'll probably enjoy this. It's just not my kind of thing. 
I'm going to give it a two and a half. Okay. And I think, honestly, the fact that we had such a struggle in giving it a rating is indicative of the fact that, yes, even with those of us who are really into movies can appreciate those historical movies, even those who are more of the casual viewer. Mm -hmm. It is definitely a movie where it can be appreciated for what it is, but without that filmmaking historical context, you don't really see why it's so relevant. But once you have that context, you're like, oh, shit, this makes so much more sense. Well, and I guess that's what's hard is, like, I have so many friends, honestly, probably most of my friends that I would not recommend this movie to. Right. I don't think they would enjoy it, and that's kind of what makes it hard is you have to be... You have to be interested in like how movies are made and like or the, or just maybe just the interest, history of movies yeah, like right and like, just stuff like that to enjoy this movie. So I, it, it does make we it started, hard. I almost like worded it as you get to like check this off in your in like on in your box of mm-hmm. movies. Like you right. get to kind of like you have now seen Seven Samurai. Yeah, you don't ever have to watch it again if you don't want to. But now <laughs> right. you but now you have seen a hugely impactful historical movie. Yeah. Right. Like, right. Y- you cannot deny that aspect of it because it has influenced so many movies that you do love. Well, like, that, that's what makes it hard to, like, yeah, give it a rating. Yeah, for sure. So now, you know, at the very least, you've seen an important movie, I think, mm-hmm. um, it, because there are so many movies that you do love that this has impacted directly, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So you're locked in at two and a half. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so... And our bet, I think, was that we would both take a shot, which I don't really... Wait, 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 hold on. Mm-hmm, so... Taylor, pull it up. What if it's it? 2.5 or lower, Oliver has to take a shot. Oh, it's, If she's make... generally in between 2.5 and 3, like, literally, genuinely, like... that. You she did can't... say 2.75, but so, why would I agree? Okay, I, to... I'll take the shot with him because I did... I was kind of in between... That is true. I gave it a two point five because yeah, but I'll do a t- I'll do a shot with you. Okay, okay. it's official. Shot the shot vodka. will be shared between Oliver and Shane. I oh, don't fuck. feel like I would have. I wrote this down when we talked about this. I have the official recorder of all of the bets on this podcast. The one and only one. This have, is our first bet on. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. The shot right here, and I don't think I would have made this bet. You did. You did. I trust Taylor. That, now, that, if that, it was that, me that. or you, I would question it. But <laughs> I, I'm not. It was never. If it was an average movie, right. it was. Well, anyways, was I'm taking okay. the shot with right. you. Cheers. Cheers to that. That was the most. Struggling cheers. I've seen my life. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck. You <laughs> act as if you haven't had vodka before. Goddamn. Plum wine. Good vodka's not the move. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That was fucking awful. <laughs> well, on that note, I think it's time to wrap this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We can continue. I'm pretty drunk. I'm not going to lie. Oh my well, God. I've had like two or three glasses mm-hmm. of plum wine. I think Taylor's at the same. Yep. Shannon has been drinking all day. <laughs> God damn it. Make me sound like a fucking alcoholic. Uh, <laughs> you you had how many, a- how many glasses of plum wine have you had? Two? Two, two or two? three. Yeah, and so a shot. So, so all right, we're going to even-ish if we're not counting the glasses of wine had previous <laughs> to the podcast. All right. Oh well, everybody, God. this has been another episode of Cinema Hangover. This is Oliver signing off. And this is Taylor. And this is Shannon. Cheers, guys. Peace. Hey, everyone. If you want more Cinema Hangover, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We also post episodes on Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. If you have any movie suggestions or questions, drop a comment on any of our social medias. Also, if you have any drink recommendations, be sure to let us know. And again, thank you for listening.